Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, you guys, welcome to another edition of the Temple of Who podcast. I am your co-host, Coach Maples, a.k.a. Jay Mapes, here with Kings and Jordan. Um, Lakers <laughs> falling down 0-2, first time in the playoffs. Um, we're definitely going to get into a lot that's going on in this series, a lot going into it. Um, we are joined by a special guest friend of the pod, uh, been on a few times, love him every time. You know him as V. Kill him on the timeline. Vene, my guy, what's going on, baby? Um, I'm always honored to be part of the Temple of Hoop podcast. Happy to be back here again this season uh, to talk about all the nonsense that's going on with the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals right now, man. Uh, perfect segue. First of all, before I get into it, Kings, Jordan, how y'all doing tonight, man? Good, man. Doing, doing solid, man. Doing solid. <laughs> um, so, as Vene alluded uh, Lakers fall down 0-2 to the Denver Nuggets. The one member one seed, the Nuggets, 108-103. Um, Jamal Murray had a terrible first half, was 3-for-13, uh, finishes 11-for-24, um, so 8-for-11 in the second half, 6-for-14 from three, 37 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals. Jokic, uh, a whole hum 23-17-12 by his standards. Which is amazing, given the guy, given the way that he's playing. Um, Ten from Aaron Gordon, sixteen from MPJ, twelve from Bruce Brown, plus sixteen Bruce Brown, big minutes from him. On the Lakers side, a uh, rough, rough night for Anthony Davis offensively, four for fifteen, uh, did get to the line a lot, nine for eleven pitches, eight, eight of fourteen. Ron James, nine of nineteen, three pointer continues to not fall for him, zero for six tonight, um, twenty-two ten, and. Uh, 10 assists, 9 rebounds, missed a couple bunnies. Uh, obviously, he was going to try to rock the cradle on that dub before he threw it out of bounds. Um, Austin Reeves, another stellar game. Definitely getting him some money on the other end. D'Angelo Russell's probably cost himself a lot of money. 3 for 8, uh, 10 points, 5 assists. Bad defense, 33 minutes, minus 16. D'Lo's up to minus 41 in both games of this series. Rui was special, 30 minutes, 21 points. Man, a lot to unpack here. Uh, obviously, we'll go with the guests first, uh, as we will. But, Nate, just your thoughts on uh, game two in general, and then we'll start from there. Man, go ahead. Get us going. Yeah, so I, I thought, you know, a lot of the stuff after game one was all the talk about adjustments. And we know what Mike Malone's been saying, like, just talking afterwards. But, you know, I, I thought the adjustments that the Lakers did defensively for Jokic specifically to try and neutralize some of the stuff that he was doing, getting up the floor really fast, Um you know, getting wide open looks for his teammates. Uh, I, I thought they did a good job on Jokic game plan wise this game. Like early on in the game, they were stealing a lot of his passes when he was trying to do that thing where he drives and he kind of last second tries to throw that pass out to, to a teammate or something like that. Um, they've been blowing up Aaron Gordon's 
uh, Aaron Gordon, all those lobs that are supposed to go to Aaron Gordon, those have not, yeah, they yeah. haven't been happening this year. Like they've been ready for all of them. Like I, I honestly thought there was a point in this game where Lakers effectively played Gordon off the floor. Like that started the fourth kind of seemed like he wasn't going to be in the game. And then they, they build out the lead and they bring him back in. So I thought the game plan was good, but that fourth quarter, man, they just let go of the rope defensively. And then they just started, they try to, I don't know what it is with this team, bro. Like they, for, they do the exact opposite of whatever's on the floor. So when they see a team with no center on the floor, for some reason in their minds, they're like, Oh, I got to shoot jump shots. It's like nobody goes to the rim, and it's just, I, I don't understand what where that where that misunderstanding or misinterpretation is happening. So I don't know. Uh, I, I thought that that's basically what cost us that that fourth quarter stretch right. where they just kept chucking chucking jumpers. Yeah, I felt like they had control of the game. Like they were up yeah. ten, and then uh, you know I I I'm getting to say that end of the third quarter that that decision making with the rush shot that led to the tip, like, you know, that felt like an inflection point in, in, in the game, uh, really. Uh, Kings, your thoughts about, you know, just how game two went? Uh, I mean, had control of the game and then gave it away. Uh, you know, just too much Dennis minutes. He was t- too tired. Um, Should have seen more, tried more Lonnie for more two-way play. Uh, he can hit j- the jumpers and give spacing. Um, it's – you know, it's just tough uh, because, like, it's just there are specialists. I mean, uh, it's, <laughs> definitely like, gonna talk about that. <laughs> yeah, D'Lo just can't. I mean, if D'Lo doesn't, he's not playing well offensively. He can't play. Like, he's just just that mm-hmm. simple. He can't play. Um, uh, I mean, Vando, he, as good as you know, people keep saying about his his defense on Murray. And mind you, Vando only played sixteen minutes, yeah. sixteen minutes total. So. The minute the the Murray defense in the first half wasn't just Vando. I mean, Dennis had a lot of good minutes in the first half, but Dennis got tired and Murray started going off. And then Vando, you know, he's he you can't win his minutes, bro. Like you just can't win. <laughs> like you can't keep asking for a guy who can't you can't win his minutes, bro. So, you know, I mean, it's it's it's. It's and King has been season. saying this all season too for the record. Since the trade, because he's a Timberwolves. He's been saying this all season. I watched this. I watched this. I watched it, bro. Like yeah. he's great. I love his energy. I love how he competes. But it, it it comes to time in the playoffs. You just can't play him, bro. Like you can't play him because you can't score. You know, you'll get stops, but you won't score. And then eventually the other team will hit. And you just can't you can't play like that, bro. Like it's just yeah. it's not winning for me. Uh George, uh, full disclosure, Renee. We tell everybody who comes on. Uh Kings. Had Lakers in six. Um, Jordan had uh, Nuggets in six. Was it Jordan? Seven. Seven, and I had Nuggets in seven. That was our picks before, so that was just. Well, so you, you had know. you had Nuggets in seven, also. Yeah, I picked Nuggets in seven. Oh man, that's the Pelican side of you. <laughs> no, I just do the series. Like no, but if you like, if all season though, if you listen, no, that's fair. As Jordan, all season, I've been fair. saying Denver's like. So it's like it's not just a new thing. Um, I get it. We can. It's not. It's not Temple Lakers. It's Temple. Yeah. Lakers. We gotta. We gotta keep. We gotta keep it up. Right. I, mean, um, I, I, I picked the Lakers in six, and the only thing I said uh, when, when we did our pod with Raj, like the only right, thing right. I said is I could definitely see this series compared to the other ones being ones where through the first four games, the home team just won their games. And right. They, yeah. They, yeah. And then the five game five was like the pivotal game. Me and Jordan said it wouldn't shock if the home team won every game. It's like yes, yeah, it yeah. went that way. Um, Jordan, just your thoughts about game two as a guy who picked who picked the Nuggets comfortably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like through the three quarters, I was like, man, this is all bad for the Nuggets, dude. Like they lose this game, they're losing the series. You know? <laughs> and then I, I think so. Through, I thought so too. 
Jamal Murray did his best Jason Tatum game six impression. <laughs> he just woke up in the fourth quarter and just took over. And that was really the difference in the game. And like, we could sit here and say like, yeah, the Lakers gave away the game, but at the same time, like the Nuggets tried to give it back at the end. They made so many dumb turnovers at the end. Like that should have been a 10 two games point. in a row. Yeah. Two games. Exactly. <laughs> two games in a row. Like that should have been a 10 point game and they only won by five. Um, and then it was, there were some questionable things with the Lakers down at the end. Also, LeBron missed that layup. He looked tired in the fourth quarter. Like he just, Ooh, yeah, yeah, we he was talk about that, yeah. He looked lay gassed at, at absolutely. Uh, gassed. I but you know what was part of my handicap in this series? I was like, yo, the altitude is going to catch up to the Lakers in Denver, right? And it it has in both games. We've seen it. Um, they just exerted a ton of energy, and. The the second the first game it was all in the second half. This game it was all in the first three quarters, and in the fourth quarter they just were like they had nothing left in the tank, dude. And that's when the Nuggets really kind of took over, took it to them. You can look at this two different ways. Like I I thought the Lakers did a lot of good things in this game uh, going forward, but I also thought like in the hindsight, like you know Jokic had a terrible game and they still won. And again, like you said, Maples like a terrible game for Jokic was. 23, 17, and 12, you know what I mean? But he, yeah, I mean, my slight, my, my slight, but I'll let you continue. My slight pushback to that is I thought the Lakers did things to make him a lot less effective than last. So, so like, I think that that dial goes both ways. Some of them was what the Lakers did do. So I, I, thought, thought, I, just, he was, yeah. I thought he was really passive, man. Like, I thought he second-guessed a lot of shots. Like, there was a ton of shots where he, like, he took a pump fake and thought about it, and then he shot it. And, like, he, he just, I don't know. I've never seen Jokic play like that really and it kind of surprised me um but again man jamal murray like he has to be big dude if he's not big in the series like the the nuggets stand no chance i don't expect the nuggets to go into the laker the la crypto or whatever they call that arena now i don't expect michael porter jr to play good in there i definitely don't expect casey kcp to play well and i don't expect bruce brown to play as well but i did tell y'all bruce brown needed to play more minutes last game he did and he was pretty effective, man. Yeah. Um, my, my just my takeaway is I, I I thought if you felt good about the Lakers after game one, um, I think you feel not bad about this, but a little bit disappointed that they couldn't. Yeah. I thought they were in control of this game. 48 minutes, probably I'd say 33 of them, they were in control of this game. Um, it felt like whenever they got that lead up to eight ten, they just do something so stupid yeah. and then the transition defense for the Lakers was just abort yep. oh, hideous all game um, they in the half court I thought they were extremely stingy they made Joker work he's one of the best passers in the league they made him they forced him into some very uncharacteristic turnovers I thought the Lakers were very good on that end in transition it's just their switch from offense to defense is so slow and it's two things to me one Somebody's falling down after taking a shot. Sometimes they're fouls. They don't call. Sometimes the guys are flopping. It's whatever. It's it's. Other thing is, you know, they complain to the refs while Endeavor's playing basketball. They get up and get back on defense. And uh, you know, I think Endeavor got every time they almost they got to stop against the Lakers, they got to open three. Yeah, you know, you know, it's just very frustrating to watch the the bad transition. The Joker is like I said, Joker is many things. Fast is not one of them. If he's running point and blasting the ball up, he shouldn't be beating three Lakers up the court and finding an open guy on running the wing for a three-point. That's just it was just very frustrating to watch the Lakers defensively uh in transition. I thought in the half court they were great. 
Um, my other observation, they have to get better offensive play from a guard outside of Austin Reeves. Yeah, they're getting, uh, they're getting nothing from the backcourt, man. I think, I think, you know, Dennis is going to be up and down offensively. I think we, we've acknowledged that defensively. He's, he gives you things. But I need another guard, and that's supposed to be D'Lo's job. He's supposed to be the, the, the quote-unquote third guy, even though I think we can all objectively slay. Reeves is the Lakers' third best player. Mm-hmm. I, I think we can, you know, can just say that. But they need something from D'Lo. You know, he's, when he's on, he's a very good shot maker. Very good passer, play initiator. Like he gives when he's on, he's in the, this team is different when he when he's on. And they're gonna need that in the next, you know, five games of the series if it goes seven. I don't know if they win four or if they win, I think it's gonna have to be in seven. Um, so things I've noticed, Lakers got very bad guard play, very bad transition uh, defense. They did they did defend Joker a lot better and just they need a better offensive game from Anthony Davis. Um Defensively, he's going to be solid. Even thinking around the gas defensively tonight, a couple of uncharacteristic defensive plays. Like uh, usually, he's very good about reading shot clock. I thought it was the top of the key three. Shot clock going down doesn't press up on Murray. Murray gets the clean step back. Like, like usually, AD's yeah. Usually, AD's really alert about where the shot clock is defensively and can get and can get a harder contest on that. Just stuff like that. That to Jordan's point, probably lends itself to fatigue and just. You know, you, you can see a couple of the close-up shots of LeBron James uh, turned his – in addition to turning his ankle, you know, the foot's aggravated, and then he was just obviously gassed. Um, to, to his credit, 38-year-old man did a great job guarding the probably the best offensive yeah. player in basketball, but it, it took a toll. Like, this joker leaning on you for <laughs> four quarters at a time, and then you got to be a 25-point guy on the other end. Just, you know, at some point the body just gives – and I thought that led to him taking some of those threes where he was just settling. And of course, Jordan mentioned the Denver air isn't really helping with the, uh, the altitude with with the fatigue situation. Um, am I correct in saying this series is every other night, right? Regardless. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. It's, it's, given it's the time zone, so, yeah. Yeah, the time zone change. That's crazy. Um, I mean, that, that that's what happened. Like they they wanted to play, <laughs> NBA players want to get rid of all the back to backs, and they were complaining yeah. about low management and all that sort of stuff. So they got to they got to make up the game some other way. So yeah, that's now that, every, yeah. it's every other game. Uh, you know, I, I, the other thing I was going to say is like it's it's not it's not even just the offensive production. Like we're not like Reeves is doing his thing, but like D'Lo and Dennis, like we know Dennis is kind of a specialist. He's not necessarily a guy that's like a two-way guy like you expect him to go put up 15 20 and and lock up the other guy and i mean to some degree Delo is the opposite he's the guy that you expect to put up hopefully 15 to 20 but you right, don't right, expect right. it but the problem is, is like like my thing with Delo is it doesn't show he's not like showing pride like you, you know you're not like taking offense to the fact that like they want to get you out of your game you know what i mean like you're not even trying to force it like you're just huh. like all right you know what it's not my night let, let me go to somebody else and like for me, like when I watch Austin, like Austin will try and flop. He'll do anything he can to, to try and put points on the board. And like, even if he's not getting the calls, like I, he's still trying to do something. And like, that's what you want to see out of those guys, right? Like right. Dennis isn't scoring, but I can see Dennis scrap on defense. I can see him running through screens. I can see him fighting with Murray as, as best as he can. And stuff. So it's just like, we need to see some pride out of some of these, you know, out of, out of some, a guard outside of Reeves. Like you yeah, gotta take something yeah. that's personal because Bruce Brown's just coming down the floor like like a single man fast break and going right through people's chests and taking layups at the rim. It's like, all right, uh, we're, we're just not gonna defend them. Like, well, what's, <laughs> yeah, like, what's what... going on here? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, the, the the guard play. I think that's that's a huge a huge issue. Um, because real quick, do you guys yeah. think that Ham goes to Malik Beasley at all in this in Game Three? Well, I don't think the issue was offensive, so I, I don't I don't I don't think so. The issue was well, fourth quarter was off. They they just stopped defending the three point line and got lazy on the screens. But I, I don't know if they call Beasley's name in series. It's a possibility. Ham is no if if his fatigue. He had no problem pulling Lonnie out of the woodwork against the Warriors. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not going to put anything past that. But, you know, that's a fine segue. Let, let's talk about, you know, Darvin Ham catches a lot of flack, whether justly or unjustly, depending on how the game went. He caught a lot of flack tonight. Um, a lot of people pushed for Rui to start. I know the big thing was, uh, you know, Draymond Green came out and was like, start Vando. Um, I think some of that was like, a, uh, you know, <laughs> Draymond kind of seeing himself, <laughs> and I just leave it at that. But um, yeah. I, I think Draymond's a great basketball mind. I listen, agree with a lot of what he says. I just I don't think past a certain part of the series you can play a a, a one way guy. Uh, I, I I think it's just, it's very tough to to do that, especially when it's offensive, and especially when AD is not shooting it well. So I think it just it, everything becomes magnified on the, on the shrunken floor. Um, that's kind of where I was stuck. But what is your what were your thoughts on just the, the Lakers rotations? Darvin Ham, um, now uh, Kings. What do you think about? I know he Darvin got kind of kind of you know it was back to you know uh, he stinks night. So <laughs> I mean, he's, there was some bad rotations. Um, yeah, <laughs> and that he should the Vandal starting thing is it's not gonna work. Um, all three of us did. All three of us did say Rui in the live the pod before. <laughs> Rui starting is the obvious choice here. Um, it's it's he made some he made some bad errors, but honestly, I mean, it's hard too because like people also want to get on Brown, but um, Brown is guarding was trying to guard Jokic himself too. <laughs> so it's like if you're a defensive player year, your best defender in the world who plays the five can't match up with his man. And the thirty-eight-year-old got to do it. I mean, I, you know, it's 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 like some things like like where Vinay's like you got to take pride. I mean, I mean, AD had a great game, game one, but he got to take pride too, bro. Yeah, like, I you, agree. Yeah, you have to take pride. You can get on Ham. Ham, they make them take those bad shots. You know, what I mean, Ham. He overplayed Dennis. I agree. And then when you overplay Dennis, he starts to lose his steam defensively. He starts yeah. to not yeah. be as aggressive offensively. Uh, he should have played Lonnie more, but I mean, you know, that's that's the stuff I'll critique him on in terms of what I think he could have did better. But he's in a tough spot, you know what I mean? Because there's obviously some politics coming to play, and then his stars didn't show up offensively, so it's hard. I mean, there's a lot of people critiquing him, but they're saying he, they should play Vandal more, and then they want LeBron James to the rim. So a lot of people who are critiquing him don't even know what they're talking about. So right. like, it's not even worth entertaining. But in terms of the simple things, like. He needs to start Rui. Their best lineup is Dennis, Rui, Reeves, AD, Braun. Been dominant this series, but 
Yep. Uh, you, have, you have to watch how many minutes that lineup plays. You don't want to overuse Dennis. Um, you, you have to lean heavy on Rui and Reeves. And uh, I think you have to throw Lonnie some more minutes there. I, and you might you might have to play TBJ. Um, yeah. Brown, if D'Lo can't go, you have to play TBJ because TBJ, he's big. He can defend and he can't hit threes. So you might have to bring him out off the bench going forward. That that was that was he was in the rotation. So the Lakers beat the Nuggets twice in the regular season. If you put any stock in regular season wins, and Russ was on the team at the time. We started Pat and Dennis. That was our starting backcourt at the time. Russ came off the bench. I think Reeves came off the bench with him. And the reason why those teams won those games, if you guys if you guys remember or watched them, like Russ was just going at the rim nonstop. Dennis was going at the rim nonstop. There was more balance in terms of that and. TBJ was part of those lineups. Like he was the floor spacer, the side floor spacer, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to help them out. And he was strictly a catch and shoot guy. He wasn't a guy you were looking for uh, to, to do it. So it's like, I think he's been trying, like obviously Rui's been phenomenal coming off the bench. Like he's been the, that Kendrick nut. Like I understand why Tommy Shepard got fired from the Wizards. Okay. As aside from <laughs> everything that happened before that, like that had to be the nail in the coffin after Rui had his game one against Memphis. But like Rui's been phenomenal. I agree with Kings. Like, I actually originally thought if game one, we would have gone back to our original lineup with Vando. And then if that didn't work in game one, we would have gone to like moving Rui into the starting lineup. Right. This game, game two, obviously on Dennis. So I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. The only issue now happens is it becomes much more political now. Cause if Dennis is in the starting lineup to balance out the fact that you're putting Rui in for Vando and you're trying to keep it where like who comes out, you can't take Reeves out of the starting lineup. Like Reeves has been playing way too well, and they're actually running the offense through him at the start of games. Like Reeves is taking like seven shots today before LeBron had two. You know what I mean? Like so, it's like they trust him to to, to hoop. So well, it's think like, about Reeves. Yeah, the thing about Reeves, he's a great at attacking a closeout off somebody else's uh, gravity, and he's a great decision maker on the fly as far as his passing. You saw that night. He got he, he creates a lot for guys too. So I think just a glove and hand fit. Um, I'm with you because it. In, I heard some guys talk about this, and you, you would think it's not an issue, but it simply is. The Lakers are worried about losing D'Lo because at some point it becomes $30 million unused, and you just don't get the $30 million back when you're over the cap. Mm-hmm. And that's what the issue is. So, like, you don't want to completely lose uh, him. I mean, at this point, by this point, based on what he's done, who's giving him that? Who's taking yeah, him you're, that? And, that, and, that, and that's the other side. That's the other side. Right. That's, I was say, that's the other side of it. You're approaching that point now. Or it doesn't really matter at that point because he's playing himself out of getting anywhere near that. And I think, you know, um, I think I'm not saying you bench him, but he's got to have a very quick hook in game three because that's yeah. season on the line at that point. It can't be – you can't wait for him to go like 33 minutes to play like he did tonight. You just – you can't you can't do it. But I also just, think the Lakers to win this series, D'Lo has to produce. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's there, he, He's one of the things that has to flip. Absolutely. They need another. They, they the uh, I've said it. Benet said it. King said they need another guard to step up offensively and be good for fifteen to twenty points a game. Yeah, they I mean you're yeah, you're, yeah. you're you're getting extraordinary production out of Reeves. That's why you're in these games to begin right. with, like with from from him in the starting line. So it's just see the, the other thing is I don't like th- and this is not a slide on Ham. I don't know if Ham can adjust to taking two guys out of the starting lineup and know what that that backside rotation is going to be. Like if you say let's just say let's deal is like. Don't worry about it. I'm a team player. I'm going to come off the bench. Right. And Vando goes to the bench. You play Rui. You play Dennis. And now you have a nice offense-defense balance. 
Rui's on the floor. You've got the size that you want. But now you're bringing D'Lo off the bench. You're bringing Vando off the bench. So now that that small ball center that you had with Rui and, and LeBron, that rotation changes now because Rui's playing with the starters. So how do you stagger the minutes? Like, I, I feel like it's just too much for Ham to do. So it's probably just Rui getting put into the starting lineup. And then he's just going to try and figure out how to fit in Vando, you know, maybe in spot minutes to play defense or something like that in, in, in certain lineups. I don't know if he's, I don't know if they'll go all the way. They'll take D'Lo out of the starting lineup too as well. Cause that just yeah. may be too much. Good point. Um, I want to talk about uh, the a, a big thing. We've all gl- uh, glossed over it. Uh, let, let's get into it. Uh, LeBron fatigue, LeBron's fatigue factor here. Uh, I thought Kings raised a great point. You know, strategically, it, it might be working in the stretches, but you can obviously Bron- see Bron being burnt out. You know, he's probably the most durable athlete in NBA history, but even at 38, you know, he's got some limits. Um, I thought Kings raised a great point saying, AD, you know, we pie for this defensive player of the year award for him. Uh you 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 may want him to roam, but it, it's costing you uh, on some other things. When you have to put LeBron on Joker, he, he may have to come to a point in this series where he has to sack up and just I got 15. I I I'll do my best. We can't let these other guys get off. And again, Nuggets, five, six guys in double figures. I don't know if the Lakers can win that series if that, you know, that sustains. I thought even like Phoenix, the two games they won, um, you know, Joker did his damage. You know, nobody else got off. You know what I mean? I think that's I think that's a that's a blueprint. I think the Lakers have more than better personnel than Phoenix defensively to, to make that happen. So what are your what are your thoughts about LeBron guarding Joker and then that affecting him? And then you think AD eventually has to get back on Joker and take that responsibility as the series goes on? Uh, just what do you think about that? I'll start with you, Jordan. And my only thing is like LeBron's been so disengaged off the ball, uh, defensively. <laughs> like we've seen <laughs> back cuts and back screens just get wide open layups. That like when LeBron was guarding Yo- Joker, he was engaged in in defense. You know what I mean? So, huh. I I don't know, dude. Like I do think that the Lakers' best defensive game plan is taking AD off Joker. To be honest, like it's worked. You know what I mean? And like they just have to figure out how to stagger the minutes and and figure that mm-hmm. out. I totally expect like them to play a lot better at home with the with the home energy and the crowd and stuff. Like, dude, playing a mile high is no joke, dude. Like <laughs> I know you guys wanted to disagree, but it's like there's a reason why the Nuggets are undefeated at home. No, no, I was I was with you on that. That's hard. That's hard to it's hard up there. Yeah. Every NBA player says when you first get up there, like it's different. You have to, it takes a while to adjust. So I, I think the Lakers are good. They just have to figure out like how to steal one on the road. They just got to steal one on the road. Take care of home court and steal game five or game seven on the road. Just figure it out. You know what I mean? Like you had control of the game tonight. You you ran out of gas. We all saw it. Like it wasn't a schematic issue in my opinion. It was just like, it was just total effort was, it was gone, dude. It was, they had no legs. Um, So they just got to kind of, they got to kind of figure it out, man. Like, I think the the schematic issue. I think Ham has made the adjustments he's had to make, and they've worked. Yeah, they're gonna go home. I'm telling you, D'Lo's scoring 25 on in Game Three. Bro. <laughs> no, he's I mean, play if, well. if, if D'Lo plays well, like what can Ham do if the if the guys he played don't play well? What can yeah. he, what can he do? That yeah, like, see, that's my. Schematically, he's been fine. What can he do if guys aren't playing well? 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think, think the your stars can't – to, to win in the playoffs on the road, you have to – your stars got to – generally, like 90% of the time on the road, your stars have to carry you on the road. That's why I'm not concerned. Like, I think they'll, they'll be fine at home. The role players are going to play better at home. But on the road to win, your stars got to show up. And, you know, history shows us this is an anomaly, the game that AD and Brian they, – they very rarely play this bad together. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, it's an anomaly, but, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I did, I did I, real quick, I did mean to say – earlier is like you know you barely lost the game right and ad and lebron both played bad i mean that to me is more positive going forward than game one when ad and lebron played lights out they exerted yeah. a ton of energy and they still lost like now right. i'm like okay we definitely have an opportunity to win a win a road game here all right so the, to be fair I, I do want to look at this from the denver side too but just like i thought the lakers did some things to make joker a little you know didn't so he didn't run wild like he did in game one. I thought Denver also did some things in game two. Um they were really struggling with the with the um with the Lakers pick and roll in the first I think quarter and a half or quarter and three quarters, almost up until halftime. Uh even a little bit into the third quarter. Um Malone goes to a super deep drop and just says, Forget, it. I'm gonna just they can have the jump shots. I'm going to stop giving them the paint. I think that started to stagnate the Lakers offense, especially when Found out AD had nothing going jump shot wise, and on top of that, D'Lo, who's supposed to be one of their better shooters, uh, he couldn't make anything. And then LeBron just having three point troubles all playoffs. He just has no foundation with the shot with the foot. I think that's the 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 foundation of it all. So that was a big adjustment that I saw. They went into a much deeper drop to just basically sell out and take the paint away. And the Lakers were going to hit jump shots. They were just going to shake their hand tonight. I think that was kind of the the Denver's um, you know thought process. So I do want to give Denver Denver some credit on the adjustments they made as well. Um, I think they also have some movement, better movement when they had the, you know, Rui or LeBron on Joker. They were able to generate a lot of, you know, three-point looks off the ball based on that. The thing that the Lakers are doing that is absolutely pissing me off is, you know, he's the best passer in the NBA from a center position and you double strong side off a plus shooter yeah. right in front of his face. It's an easy three-point shot every time. It's yeah. every single time they've done it. They it, the pro, the process is broken. So even if they miss, I don't even count it as a stop. You're giving KCP, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. wide open three-point shots off an easy read for a, a great passer. And that's like I I it I get so upset every time they defend the post that way. It's that's the, the of all the things that the Lakers do in the half court. That's very good. That's the dumbest thing they do. I think that's the that's probably that's got to change. They've probably given up nine to twelve points off threes just doing that. Yeah. Like that, that's that's got to change. Yeah, I was I was gonna say one of the things I think that Denver did that even in the fourth or just throughout the game is they at some point eventually matched the physicality of what the Lakers were doing. Like every time they went down yeah. seven eight points. Like their guys kind of got into the Lakers, and it wasn't that it was it was not only that they were schematically trying to encourage jump shooting, but with that drop. But at the same time, they were like, "These are the only shots that we want to allow you to have." Like, so it wasn't like, like it was not like Bruce Brown was like playing off a guy so far. Like he was staying with him, but he's like, "If you're gonna shoot, you're gonna have to take this this jumper." Like there was a point I think in the game where I think Michael Porter Jr. hit a three to tie the game, and it was just basically a back and forth kind of just trading shots and i right. think lonnie hit a floater off of like attacking a closeout and it was really really good defense like michael, i think it was michael porter jr that goes and closes out on him and he actually closes out really well which is kind of crazy because michael porter jr is not a good 
Like his closeouts are not good. Like he has his hips turned he, and he gives away great defensively in these playoffs. So yeah. And and Lonnie hit a super, super tough floater to give the Lakers a lead. But like when they started tightening up their rotate like their their closeouts and stuff like that, like you could tell like when a defense starts closing out really good, that's when you know they're all on the string. Right. And that's when I thought like the momentum started going the other way. I was like, okay, this is about to turn into a shootout. So if the Lakers don't start getting buckets at the rim, they're going to be in trouble. And that's literally what happened. We started taking threes, missing them. And then Jamal, they hit like four threes in a row. Like it was like Jamal, Michael, Jamal again. And yeah, and somebody else. I forgot who it was. Brown, the quarter, the quarter. Brown. Yeah. So. Um. Okay. So what? Lakers got to contain Murray somehow, but it's hard. When you're giving so much attention to Joker. You got to just it, – it's hard to give two people that much attention. They've got to just – So bad the first three quarters, yeah. though, dude. Yeah. I think, that, I think that's what it was. He was so bad that he just became so good. I think he just he, – he he threw the Lakers off. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't like a warm-up. It yeah. went, I've been terrible all game, and now I'm going to play like Steph Curry in, a, in, in 2015. Yeah, I think that, dude, it was like he couldn't miss in the fourth quarter. He was right. taking some tough shots too. Yeah, and Jokic, right, so, Jokic went zero for four in the fourth quarter. That was the other thing. So yeah, it was yeah. all it was all Jamal. The whole quarter was Jamal. Right. So what do you, Jordan, in Denver's mind? What are they thinking going to LA right now? I mean, I think that they got a they have home court advantage, right? So I, I in their minds, I'm thinking we still won on the road. The series is over. Right. So I, I think we see a huge effort from Denver in game three. But on the flip side, I think we see a massive effort from the Lakers, obviously. Right. Well, you got that on three. I'm just talking, like, what is Denver's mindset here after, you know, getting two? Well, I mean, if I'm thinking about Denver, like, yo, we didn't play our best game today. You know, Jamal Murray finally woke up in the fourth quarter. Like, if we get this Jamal Murray again continuously, we're going to be tough to beat. Michael Porter Jr., if he could play well on the road, it, Denver, I mean, they're they're deep, dude. Like you have Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Jokic, right? You have three high level offensive players, probably aside from Boston, maybe the three best offensive players left in the playoffs on one team. Uh, so I don't know, dude. Like my thing with with Denver is like I just don't think they're good enough defensively, and they're their role players struggle on the road. They did in Phoenix as well, except for game six when the series was kind of over and Devin Booker finally came back down to earth to be a human being. Um, so I just think if, if they can go in and steal one in in LA, this is uh, going to be very difficult for the Lakers to come back and win. I think the Lakers definitely got to take care of home court. I do expect the Lakers uh, role players to play a lot better. I do expect D'Lo to play a lot better. And, uh, if they if Joker has another game like they did today, it's gonna be a blowout on Saturday. Blowout. Uh, I think the Lakers are gonna win. I just I don't know about a blowout. If anything, it might be comfortable. I think game four is the one like Denver may let up, but game four opportunity going three one and possibly closing out at home. I think that may be the one that you get the the massive turn up from Denver for. That's kind of where Kind of awesome. opened, uh, the Lakers open minus four tonight. It's already at minus five. Oh, wow. They, oh, wow. They, and people, bro, they're going to win, bro. D'Lo's <laughs> not going to play like this. Like, it's it's just what it is. Denver's role players are bad on the road. That's not going to magically change, bro. Yeah. The Lakers are a great home team. That's not going to change. It's going to go. We're going to go back to, to the key is Denver has home court. That's yeah. that's. <laughs> 
Denver has home court. They got the best home court in the league. Can the Lakers win one on the road? But we'll get to that first. Uh, we'll get to that later if it comes. Thing I say about that though is like Michael Porter Jr. is a good enough player to where he should be able to produce on the road. It's just whether he can or or not. At some point, this guy's got to wake up and be like, "Yo, I'm I'm six eleven and I'm one of the best three point shooters in the in on the planet." When we'll he see. does that, it's gonna be nasty. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Jordan. Uh, oh, real quick before we get out of here, you guys shocked at all about Boston Miami? Real quick. Nah, we kind of expected. Didn't I tell you the Boston you, is winning seven games? Like, you tell, yeah, but Kings was like Boston gonna find a way to get this to go seven. I think that that's a surprise, bro. Boston's gonna win the next four in a row. There's there's such a better team, dude. Like, there's no way the Heat continue to shoot fifty four percent from three, dude. Everybody keeps saying that with Miami. Everyone keeps saying with I that with Boston. Them all first round. They do it every series. They do it every series. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know when you just have to give it up and be like, that's not gonna happen. It's just not. Well, I'm happen. not going to, dude. This is a team that shot thirty four percent. The only the only people they did that to was Kevin Durant, and Kyrie, bro. They have not done that any other time. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give it up, bro. I, I yeah. just can't believe it, dude. It's a, it's um, it defies all logic, dude. Real quick, Vinay, where you at? Where can we find your stuff, bro? You can you you can find me. I mean, you can just follow me on Twitter, man. You can follow me at vkillum. I, I do the um, I do the the Lakers podcast with Raj at, at Lakers Detailed. You can follow that on Twitter. Can I give Can I give just one rant that I've been annoyed with? Oh, yeah, about? Off. I just want to get one off. rant off. Uh, it's two rants, but I'm just gonna keep it in one. Okay, like I I said this on the pod other. After game one, everybody was talking about adjustments. And this is an NBA Twitter thing. And I, and I made this joke the other day. I said, NBA Twitter is the only place where 140 characters is more than enough to explain how a team's going to win a game based off of adjustments. And people tweet stuff out and they go, this is what they got to do. That's it. Done. That, 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 that's, that's all you got to do. Then they, they literally are saying to play Vanderbilt, the guy that they are losing his minutes every time they are saying he should play. Like, there's nothing to talk about. They don't know what they're watching, bro. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't know what else to say at this point. And it's happening on both sides. These are, this is high, like, I, honestly, like, some of the basketball was bad that we watched today, but, or in the series, but this is like high level basketball, right? Like, these oh, coaches yeah. are not going into these series blind and acting like we're just, we're just pulling stuff out of a hat. So they're, they're scheming and stuff like that. But when we talk about adjustments as basketball fans and we put down coaches, yeah, like people need to understand that there's an execution part of this entire adjustment thing that you're talking about that has to actually happen. Yesterday, after, or sorry, after game one, somebody said, oh, the, the best way to counter trapping Jokic with Rui and AD is go tell Aaron Gordon to go screen for um, Michael Porter Jr. and sh- set up wide open threes. They tried that today. They actually tried that to set up three. LeBron was already standing in the spot where the ball was going to go. And I was just like, they can't run that. They have to do something else. So they, they had to shuffle the ball around. I think Gordon eventually got a layup at the rim because they left him open. They had to go back to him. But like fans have got to stop like with this, like, oh, I tweeted out. That's it. Like Maple's that, that, that character from Mandalorian where he's like, I have spoken. And then like, <laughs> like it's just done. It's like, no, man, this is not how it works. Like this, There's a human element to basketball. So it's just like, just that like that stuff has to stop like i know we're saying right now like hey you gotta maybe you gotta bench d-low maybe you don't but that doesn't mean we fix the solution like yep. you lose there's always a trade-off when you it's make right. some yep. sort of adjustment or, or some yep. lineup change yep. Maple, up. great point said, um, oh go ahead go ahead, jordan i was gonna say maple said last episode like people don't fans don't actually understand like 
the amount of knowledge that coaches actually go in and like change everything. I'm, I'm going to go off that point, Jordan. Uh, Jamal had a great point, bro. You think about how many players there are in the NBA, 400 something. There's only 30 head coaches in the NBA. There's a reason why <laughs> when one guy goes, even though he was fell up, fell off, fell off short, and he goes, they hire another guy who fell out, uh, came up short because it's hard to get guys to buy in. It's hard to get the respect, and it's hard to know the X's and O's and knows what's going to execute in the flow of the game, bro. Like this is out for like this doesn't happen with football talk, bro. Like you don't have like football fans have their own issues, but you don't have fans pretending like they know the film more <laughs> than Bill Belichick, bro. Like I don't know why these people come on Twitter, like bro. I'll critique a coach. But, you know, I always respect uh, uh, why a coach thought the way they did. I always say, you know, at the end of the day, he came out short. But, I mean, he has these issues compared to his peers. But, like, I'm not going to pretend to sit here like I know more than a coach. These fans on NBA Twitter were literally tweeting like, oh, we should coach. No, you should not coach, bro. You you should not coach. You don't you don't know what a horn set is, bro. Stop talking like you're an actual <laughs> guru, bro. Like, like, bro, I know wow. you know some of these people put gurus in their names and all this stuff. Like, you have NBA Twitter's <laughs> Like you have like NBA fan group. Like I've seen those accounts like over seven years. Different people pretending like they know all who, bro. We don't, bro. Like we can comment what we think, but then they these coaches have watched so much film. They spent hours in this craft. They grinded for years, bro. Respect the coaches, bro. Like like you can like Paul always says, get on for the easy decision, sure. But start acting like you're 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 like a mastermind and you and you right. could coach better than this coach, bro. Like you you have people really literally calling for Vando minutes. And they're trying to call him an idiot, bro. Like I, I, I can't. He's never gonna give up the van though. Delusion, sleep, bro. bro. You literally cannot talk to that delusion, bro. They, like they got it, bro. Like they got it. it, it, it Real quick. Sorry, go, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to say, Maples made a great point during the final four or during the NCAA tournament, and he's a coach. He's like, yo, I've been watching the NCAA tournament. I just got a bunch of great ideas for offensive sets from watching the tournament, and he's a coach. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and coaches, I think coaches, even at the NBA level, have said many times, like, I took this from another coach that I saw, he did, he ran this play like two years ago, and it worked against us. So I was like, oh, let me just copy this play and run it against whatever the team it is. It's just, yeah, the, the, that rant, I just wanted to say that part, because I keep seeing it on the timeline, and it's not even just to defend the coaches. It's just like, you have to respect the, like, you have to respect the game, man. Like, like they make adjustments, like, handmade nice adjustments. Uh, uh, Malone made nice adjustments within the game, in between games, but those players also have to go out there and execute it. And he has to make jump shots, bro. Right. Ham like, can't make it for him. Yeah. Yep. It, 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 that just part. And the other thing is this too. Like this last part is, this is not chess, right? Like this is not like I'm gonna watch Kings move his rook to the corner, and I'm just gonna stand there and just watch him do it. Like this is not basketball. Is not chess. <clears throat> These players are gonna watch these adjustments happen in real time like braun he was gassed like he, what he was doing on the defensive end this is credit to braun at his age he was blowing up a ton of plays even yep, not yeah. being part of the ball and like that's how the that's how the game works that's what's the beauty of the game on both ends offensive all you'll hear about on nba twitter is him missing a layup and that dunk. right which i mean you know you don't want him to miss <laughs> you don't want him, right. you know it, it is what it is I mean, they don't know what they can't know. They don't know when a guy's blowing up an action, bro. When you see when Denver's trying to get to their spots, 
and he's blowing up the read and he's forcing, you know, bad reads and he's forcing them out of their, their offense. And now they have to take a congested shot. Like people can't, people who aren't coaches can't see that. They're not going to, yeah, they've, uh, they, they, they've made the, uh, they've made the AG Joker pick and roll ineffective. Yeah. They, they killed, they've killed oh, that action. Yeah. Completely. So the, now Malone, Malone's having to figure out how to use Gordon. And that was even being able to use that. Yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> Make sure you follow V Kellum, like he said. Make sure you follow RIP Kings, bro. Make sure you follow Jordan Rules TSP. Uh, um, yes, yes. Make sure you follow myself, JJ Maples 55 underscore MST. Uh, name once again, thank you, brother. Of course. Thank you for coming yeah. on the playoffs. Uh, next episode will be recorded Sunday. Uh, we'll be talking about what happened in game three. Uh, hopefully it will be two one. We can have a uh, you know a big game five to talk about, if not three zero with the Lakers fighting for their lives. You guys be safe. Tap in with us. Keep tapping. Let's keep supporting the pod, and we are out of here. <laughs>